0: Welcome, everybody, to the second episode of the Leftist Film Analysis Podcast, uh, where a couple of leftists analyze films and try and extract political meaning from them from a leftist perspective. We are your hosts. I am Mike. I'm Mitchell. And uh, we're happy to be here, and we appreciate you tuning in uh, to hear about the shape of water today. We are brand new, so please follow us on Twitter at Film Leftist and on our Facebook page titled simply the Leftist Film Analysis Podcast. We will be on iTunes very soon uh, where we would love a review and rating as well. Uh, We're just trying to do our part to build up the community of leftists that exists online and out there.
1: Yeah, and speaking of the community of leftists out there, I um, want to give a, a shout-out to, to Brett O'Shea from Revolutionary Left Radio and the Guillotine Podcast. Uh, he gave a follow to us on, on Twitter today and and liked some stuff that, that uh, we, we managed to post. and, uh,
0: that, and we, we think they're super cool. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, for, for any uh, budding leftist out there that, that doesn't know about Revolutionary Left Radio, it's it's a hell of a site um, and and a podcast to listen to. If if uh, you're not really sure where you fall in your in your tendency, uh, Brett does a does a lot to to uh, bring a lot of different tendencies to the uh, forefront and and let everybody uh, get their word out and, and and specifically talk about that. So uh, we just wanted to to uh, thank him um, and and really just plug him and and go follow him and, and listen to him he's he's great he's doing a lot of work for the uh, leftist community
0: absolutely and uh, and he had a lot of influence on uh, our decision to do this podcast absolutely because uh, I believe he did some some uh, analysis of, of films as well uh, here and there on his podcast and so we want to you know of course credit him with uh, a lot of influence and in, uh, on us yeah so. All right, as we said, today we're going to be talking about The Shape of Water. Uh, Great film, made in 2017, uh, won Best Picture at the Academy Awards. Well deserved. Of course. uh, It also won, uh, they recognized Guillermo del Toro for Best Director. Mm -hmm. uh, Well deserved, and uh, we're super excited about that. It was one of my favorite films of the year. And uh, I thought it was just a beautiful film. It had a, had a, a, a lot of great writing, uh, directing. It's very well shot. It just looked great. And uh, they it also um, best score and um, best original score and uh, production design, or two other awards. I think it picked up. Yep. And it was nominated for uh, I believe 13 awards. Isn't the record like 14. Believe so. Um, that that's a, that's a hell of a milestone. So, to, yeah, uh, um, I was hoping it would break it, but um, so was I. But yeah, I think uh, La La Land had fourteen last year, I believe, and that um, that I think is is either the record or ties uh, for the record. Um, but Shape of Water was a was a great one. I've seen it once. I've seen it twice. Yeah, I'm still uh, hoping to see it uh, at least one more time soon. Uh, written and directed by Guillermo del Toro. Uh, starring Sally Hawkins uh, Michael Shannon Doug Jones and Octavia Spencer uh, also starring Richard Jenkins who did a great job
1: I loved him so much in that uh, and,
0: and, and he was nominated for Best Supporting Actor for his role
1: also well deserved I mean there, there wasn't any category that, that it, it was wrongly there for no, no. it excelled in, in everything
0: yeah I thought it was great uh, so I'm going to read you the, uh, the plot real quick. Uh, according to IMDb, just to give you a, uh, an overview here. This specifically is from Fox Searchlight Pictures. Uh, from master storyteller Guillermo del Toro comes The Shape of Water, an otherworldly fable set against the backdrop of Cold War-era America circa 1962. In the hidden high-security government laboratory where she works, Lonely Eliza, Sally Hawkins, is trapped in a life of isolation. Eliza's life is changed forever when she and co-worker Zelda, played by Octavia Spencer, discover a secret classified experiment. Rounding out the cast are Michael Shannon, Richard Jenkins, Michael Stolbarg, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, and Doug Jones. All great. Yeah. There are obvious political undertones here about belonging and inclusion, uh, these are woven throughout uh, whether just to do with Elisa and the creature uh, the, the, the fish creature I guess we'll say uh, or with Eliza's best friend who understands her best um, who is played by Richard Jenkins and his name is Giles mm-hmm. um, he feels like he's an outsider as well um, and upon finally seeing the creature he refers to uh, to the creature as uh, as being beautiful Um, uh, this is set in Cold War era, uh, U.S. in Baltimore, Maryland, and, uh, it's a time and place with many issues regarding race and gender, um, different things. And homosexuality, too, because,
1: because that, that becomes a, a minor little issue for, in a scene. Right,
0: right. As, uh, Giles, I believe, his, uh, that's kind of his role, he identifies as, uh. Came in in the 1960s, sure. but not openly. Um, Alyssa Wilkinson at Vox.com uh, calls it "quote a beautiful adult fairy tale." All right, so we're going to jump into it here. Uh, one of the first things that I notice in the film is worker alienation is present. Yeah, uh, extensively, I would say. Yeah, yeah. There's, uh, it's almost centered around. Um, a lack of inclusion in a lot of different ways, um, but especially uh, a separation uh, or a disconnect between uh, Eliza and and Zelda, her friend that that uh, works with her, and the work that they do at mm-hmm. the uh, top secret facility. Um, so, in order to discuss this uh, in context. I'd really like to go back to the words of Karl Marx and read a little bit of what he had to say on the topic of worker alienation so that we're uh, making sure that we're on point here and, uh, and we're contextualizing properly. Uh, this is a quote from uh, Manuscripts, page 15. Uh, quote, He does not fulfill himself in his work, but denies himself has a feeling of misery rather than well-being, does not develop freely his mental and physical energies, but is physically exhausted and mentally debased. The worker, therefore, feels himself at home only during his leisure time, whereas at work he feels homeless. His work is not voluntary, but imposed, forced labor. It is not the satisfaction of a need, but only a means for satisfying other needs. And that, I think, speaks to, to, to a lot of the, the elements in the film. Oh, yeah. Here is a, a second quote from Karl Marx. Uh, manuscripts, page 16. Quote, Since alienated labor, alienate, one, alienates nature from man, and two, alienates man from himself, from his own active function, his life activity, so it alienates him from the species. For labor, life activity productive life, now appear to man only as means for the satisfaction of a need, the need to maintain physical existence. In that type of life activity resides the whole character of a species. It's species character, and free, conscious activity is the species character of human beings. Conscious life activity distinguishes man from the life activity of animals, end quote
1: that's that I think that mainly applies um, largely applies rather um, to to Richard Strickland's character um, because rather than, than, than taking time to, to find and the, the the beauty in in this um, amphibious man creature thing he, right. he, he, he's all about um, finding out like what makes it work and tick and, and yeah. like he, he doesn't appreciate like anything of its natural beauty it's, mm-hmm. and, and he's at odds with it because he's so he, he's more um, more concerned about doing his job rather than than anything else
0: right rather than the uh, the, the natural state of this amphibious being uh, right fish like being I'm not sure uh, I've heard him referred to them referred to Many well, different ways. Well,
1: specifically in the subtitles, they, they referred to him as an amphibious man.
0: Okay. so Let's go with that. <laughs> Let's go with that. All right. Yeah. You know, he's really driven by uh, Michael Shannon's character, that is. Richard Strickland? Richard Strickland uh, is really driven by his, his his superiors putting pressure on him and, and commanding officer, I guess it was. Yeah, General,
1: General Hoyt. Right. Um, Supposedly, won't 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 stray too far into into that yet, um, but but yeah, it, it it's definitely um, there. Th- those are the two most obvious comparisons that that we can uh, take from Marx and then apply to to this film.
0: Absolutely. Uh, main character Eliza Esposito, who is an orphan and mute played by Sally Hawkins, is clearly alienated and removed from what is going on in the lab uh, that she works at, along with Octavia Spencer's character, Zelda Fuller. Uh, You know, throughout the film, she's looked down upon um, and ordered around. I know at one point there is... um, uh, In disclaimer here, um, we may be talking about a few things that are uh, involved... Um, things that you know are a little bit graphic or uh, involving blood and different things uh, that happen in the film. So there is um, a situation uh, in which they are asked to clean up a bunch of blood.
1: Yeah, after the the, the amphibious man creature uh, bites off two of of uh, Richard Strickland's fingers. Which uh, later becomes a an even more prevalent point that that we can we can get into, um, but yeah, and and they're ordered to do it in, in twenty minutes, and it's it's just a ridiculous amount of blood. I mean,
0: all over the floor. And yeah, just, just pools of, of
1: it uh, in the corners, and I mean, just imagine how much somebody can bleed from <laughs> having two fucking fingers bitten off, right. and, and and the the amount of blood that would entail, then having to
0: to clean up, it, and they're not told what's going on, and um, you know, it's it's kind of uh, implied that it's just above their pay grade, and they're just needed, you know, they just need them to take these orders and, and clean up this mess, and uh, and and that kind of thing in general can 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 alienate you and, and kind of take a toll on how you view your your work and yourself uh, and, and the role in which you play it. You know?
1: Yeah, you begin to look at yourself as
0: as as meaningless, right? Right. The way in which the, the, they're treated uh, is is um, almost just they're used uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and uh, as just tools uh, to an end. And this can be, uh, certainly, certainly in this situation, that can be a jarring thing for anyone to see or yeah. have to, to deal with and giving no background or context or anything just go in and clean up these you know pools of blood um probably for very little pay and uh you know we, it's, it's probably worth noting that you know these two women in the 1960s were probably um paid less than even what their male counterparts would be for the job yeah but uh, but they were they were looked down upon greatly and uh uh, I know you have some experience in the in the custodial and janitorial services field yeah so.
1: un- unfortunately i do and and uh it was something I could easily relate to because it's it's kind of a side job for me at the moment, and I don't get paid nowhere near enough to to deal with some of the shit that I had quite literally um some of the shit that I have to um but i mean people people still wanna um. There are people who do look down upon it, which um, certainly makes me feel, like, worse about myself. Because, like, I don't want to tell anybody I I uh, clean up after people. Because, I mean, there's a certain stigma that comes with it.
0: Yes. And there's the whole thing where it's super shitty. Um, have you ever been somewhere and? In- and someone drops something or, or litters or does something like that and says that they're creating jobs by doing that. Oh fuck them! You know that Seriously. Well, somebody's gotta clean it up. You know, um, uh, yeah, that somebody doesn't... has. Some, it's somebody's job to clean up. You know, it's it's not. You're not doing something for humanity or for no, society I mean, by being a dickhead and and and.
1: Uh, oh well, somebody's gonna clean it up. I'm providing right, them a job. Right. Fuck that mentality yeah. because that. Because that same person will also turn around and be like, you're just a janitor.
0: Right, and that's good insight, and we appreciate that. Um, but she is. She's looked down upon, and she's ordered around. Um, she's given these tasks and unreasonable um, time frames in which to complete them, mm-hmm. which I think uh, probably all of us can relate to. Sure. You know, I mean, that's a, the way deadlines are stressed at a job. um, At most jobs, um, it's, you know, it it puts unnecessary stress on the workers. And uh, I'm sure we can all relate to that. Yep. And uh, just being, you know, feeling that pressure. Um, This is, you know, all, of course, uh, why she relates to this amphibious being. um, Because this creature is... uh, Alienated in a sense, it, they are ripped out of their environment by uh, Agent Strickland, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, because he specifically said he chased him in the in South America.
0: I, w- I want to say. Yeah, uh, I believe so, and uh, and he pulled him out of his uh, amphibious environment and uh, and brought him to this facility to be. Poked and prodded and 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 to have tests run on them and uh, all and, for. And
1: I think it, it. Another point is is um, what a what a stark temperature change. He went from from uh, the South America where it's uh, could either be uh, right at the equator below the equator. Um, so it 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 just went from 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 South America to a, to a. a Warm and uh, hot place to, to fucking Baltimore, <laughs> right? <laughs> Where it's it's uh,
0: quite cold, and um, just just really took took them right out of their element, and um, for you know to be poked and prodded at for for military, uh, or maybe down the road some sort of private gain. Um, regardless, it was, a, it was a pretty inhumane action. On the part of um, Agent Strickland.
1: Yeah, he seemed to to rather enjoy it too. Yeah,
0: unfortunately so. And I, and I think that you know that's another facet of this is that uh, you know he's a government official and uh, how how many times do does the government employ people to do these these tasks of whether it's you know, killing people in in the Middle East, or mm-hmm. whether it's you know this kind of thing in this fictional sense, to do you know the dirty work um, that is really inhumane and, um, and and it's really a shame that it that that these people are also taken out of their environment and forced into these situations yeah. um, where they have to commit these. These actions that really uh, would you know one would struggle with, mm-hmm. and then justify uh, the treatment, you know, or the killings or whatever, because it's for the greater good of you know uh, U.S. safety or, or security. Yeah, or whatever, and the name know. of democracy. Right. Yeah, we've we we do uh, try to spread a lot of democracy around. That, that, far too often, unfortunately, it yeah, never seems to go a lot of that you know pressure we talked about is felt by Giles's character as well. Yeah, absolutely Elias, his best friend.
1: Um he apparently used to work for a for an art company or maybe an advertising company.
0: Yeah, something along those lines. Um
1: and he's he's asked to draw a a picture of of a family I believe eating jello.
0: I think so. Because they talk about the colors of the jello. Right,
1: and and that was that was such a, a, a tiny little change that um, I'm getting ahead of myself here, accidentally. Um, so the the Giles goes to, to meet this uh, former boss of his, maybe. Um, we don't we don't they don't really establish who this man that Giles meets with is, but uh, he's trying to get him some work, I think. Right, you yeah, know, he's
0: he, like they used to work together and. Now Giles is maybe like a manager. Yeah, Giles is no longer there, but this guy still is, and and uh, he may have tasked Giles with some sort of something to draw. draw yeah, his maybe as, up a, and, as a
1: way back in.
0: Yeah, or maybe like just on a like a freelance basis, you might call it, or sure. something to get him some yeah. money or some work. But he he uh, he takes this this super well drawn photo yeah. or picture back
1: to the back to this this guy. Um, and, and the guy's like, oh, this is, this is great. This is fantastic, but we need the green jello this time. Yeah. So, so he, he has to completely redo the whole entire, yeah. uh, picture
0: pre Photoshop. Ba-
1: yeah. Yeah. This was <laughs> also like clearly in the sixties and, and you just can't go back and, um, edit something like that or, or even repaint over it because
0: I mean, it's, it's, because well, then the quality might suffer and then they may reject it all or yeah I mean so it, you just don't know there's just always this
1: ever-changing grow growing of demands that are just impossible to meet for for, for some businesses and right it, and it just that also um, works to to alienate these people because they, they eventually
0: feel like well I just can't do anything fucking right mm-hmm. for these people. And the demands change almost what seems on a whim, um, you know, because there's a lot to be said for the fact that very often the people making these changes and, and these demands at the top are not the people who have to go redraw the shit. So, um, you know, that's why um, it can be changed on such a whim, and it's not a big deal to them, but it's, you know.
1: It's the it's it, it, it's a paycheck for the Person that has to do it,
0: yeah, or or it's not, you know, and that's the it could be the difference between a paycheck or not, right? Um, Or you know, a a way back into this company, and you know, you've got to think about the time spent, you know, the 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 labor spent on this um, this work that he also cannot call his own, really, because it's being so. It's for um, somebody else, right? And then, it, it, it's just like in the in the quote from Marx, where it's just to fill other needs, mm-hmm. um, so far down the line and, and disconnected from you and, and your own work um, that it's kind of disheartening.
1: Yeah, and and it's it, it's he's drawing it for somebody else, and then that somebody else is like, eh, it's not good enough. We need something else.
0: Right, and, and, and it's, it's all it's all based on a. Um, on a on a on a big question mark, you know. There's no, uh, we are uh, commissioning you to do this, and here, uh, you know, here is some sort of um, some sort of, you know, money or or, or uh, here are some resources or anything like that. Right. It's completely. Uh, it's
1: all at at his
0: expense, and right. and then he he gets nothing out of it. Right. So it's it's not it's a big question mark as far as the compensation for the right. for the labor and for the for everything as well and um, so it just shows how disconnected um, workers can be and and, and and workers can be producing these things that are valuable and and that are, are good and uh, it can still be like you know bastardized and and uh, manipulated in ways that uh, can affect the worker and alienate the worker in the name of capital and profit and 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 these are you know orders sent down from um in this case you know some some group of people around a a, a table at the top of this building you know right and Um, and
1: yeah we never meet the guy that that, that's it that's it that's uh heading this this art or advertisement company Mm -hmm. and that's that's how he
0: sent this this person that giles knows to be the messenger to right yeah which is
1: which is i mean it, it it's to that day, um, this way that that you don't even get to beat right. the person that's like saying, "Nah, your work's not good enough for us." Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: but ultimately, I mean, you, he, uh, you, uh, me, uh, Mike, and and uh, Giles in the movie, uh, he he concedes and is like, "Well, okay,
0: yeah, I, I guess I'll." guess I'll do it again. Right, because that's the the kind of design we're working with and the yep. kind of positions that that, that we're in um, and that this system puts workers in. But, you know, it's also, uh, obviously, um, Agent Strickland is the antagonist in mm-hmm. the film, but uh, it is, and so I don't want to sympathize too much with him, but it is, uh, you know, it's it's worth noting that that he uh, has that same pressure and uh, and obviously it drives him to to, to great lengths um, throughout this film. And uh that, you know, is not in the sense of a of a corporation or something or a business, but it, you know, in the sense of the military and his commanding right. officer giving him orders and everything coming down the, the, the chain of command, you know, and, and so um, it's it's everywhere you know and it's a it's a it's an issue and it is something it is a a kind of a one of the many many tools I guess we'll say used to to uh, kind of oppress the workers and, and and further that design of keeping things at arm's length and you know keeping the workers distant enough from the you know top of the, the Corporation or chain of command or whatever, right. um, to where they can't always, you know.
1: And we can go we can go a step further by a, a alienating the workers from the other workers because, um, as as we saw in the film, um, Giles has only this uh, possible manager to deal with. So so his anger is isn't going to be directed at the at the at the person that. Um, that ultimately gave the command. It, it's going to be at the person that he can he can face and, right. and, and deal
0: with. Um, and then we see, um, and and there's nothing that that person can do either. So right, yeah. So he really just has to to, to live with it. Yep. You and, know, and, 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 and be at the mercy of it. We see um, Zelda.
1: Most of the times, it it seems that that Eliza can never be on time at at work. Rather. Let's see. Rather than than being mad at the uh, company for for um, enforcing such, um, you can never be late. Um,
0: yeah, and so and the workers are uh, unreasonably strenuous or, or right. uh, just so lack of understanding on the on the side of
1: right. So so one of the the fellow employees of Eliza and Zelda um, doesn't take kindly to uh, Zelda allowing. Eliza to, to skip in line to, to check her, her her time card in. Um, so it's it, it it's alienation from from the work itself, um, from it, it, from nature, uh, and then fellow employees because it we're, pits them against
0: one another yeah. in a sense. And I've and I think you know a lot of us have experienced that as well, where it's like um, instead of being able to band together and show solidarity as a workforce or, um, unionize or whatever, you know, example you'd like to, whatever way you'd like to take it. Um, companies do a lot to try and, uh, separate that and make each worker very individual and, uh, you know, kind of separate those things Mm -hmm. out. And, um, I know there are plenty of, um, big companies that that I've interviewed for or worked for uh, and I've heard this from others as well that that show you know anti-union videos as part of their prog- as part of their training programs or, yeah. or or you know indoctrination processes you know um, and it's just like you know we're 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 not anti-union and we're not you know against your rights we just are such a good company that you as an individual, don't need to, you know, band together. right. W- w- don't need to band together with your, your fellow workers. Just, you know, it's just between this great company and, and yourself and, and we're going to do so right by you that you'll never have to, uh, to even think, think about that, you know, or, or, or pursue anything like that. Uh, and it just discourages those things. And that's a modern day example. Um, but I'm sure that's, that's, uh, just something that persists from, uh, decades past as well but that kind of discouragement and and unionizing and showing Mm -hmm. solidarity with with the other workers um but yeah it it really it does because also that is you know it's hard it's hard to blame the other worker though because um they're they're saying well you know if this inconveniences me and my paycheck and my my you know the food on my table or or whatever because they're it's just that design Mm -hmm. you know and so it's it's um it it unfortunately there there are things, that pit workers against one another and and uh, and kind of make it an individualist kind of um, out for number one you know, just looking out for me kind of kind of thing and and that's purposeful.
1: Oh yeah yeah there there's no doubt about that it, it it's designed to to to. Pit us against each other, and then you you bring in and race and right. and and then you can bring in uh, sexual orientation and right. why Amen. does this person get get this kind of preferential treatment just because of his his skin color and right. and, and 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 that's the that's the corporations whispering the this shit in in, in the workers ear and they're like yeah
0: because they don't know it provide for yourself or your family or whatever and. Uh... Also, you know, you, you stay too busy and too damn tired to go out and, and uh, make shit happen in the streets or, or you know, where right. else. So you can't be part of uh, of the revolution if we're... All right, and uh, another issue, moving on from worker alienation a little bit, because that is a really kind of extensive topic. We could sit
1: here for hours and talk about it. Yeah, and, and about...
0: especially with this film, there's a lot to, to go over in that respect but uh, let's talk about toxic masculinity a little bit because that is an issue that is plaguing our society right now Uh, yeah still to this day and in this country where um, there are a lot of repressive views um, there are a lot of um, a lot of of people with these ideas um, that of, of what makes you masculine or what makes you um, a certain way and, and you had th- these gender roles and stereotypes that you have to fit within in order to operate in a society uh, such as this, um, and it really causes a lot of, like, repression and, uh, and it, and it, it, it causes, um, a lot of distance, I think, from a lot of other people as well and from different struggles and movements because you're unable to accept, um, you're, you're you're struggling with your own uh, self and, and masculinity, and, and you view um, others as inferior if they do not fit a sol- certain mold or something, and it's a um, it's it, it can be really damaging and difficult, and uh, and and we see it a lot in our society right now, and and I think we also see a lot of that in. Uh, Agent Strickland's character. Oh yeah, absolutely. He's I mean, eat up with it.
1: He, yeah, he he's consumed by it um, to the point that, um, I mean, there's just so many examples. I think I think I don't know if if one outweighs the other, but one stood out to to me the most, um, where him and his wife are are having sex, and this is just after. Um, fresh after the, the he has the operation to uh, to try to put his fingers back on and and they're still in the process of like trying to, to, to reattach to to his to his body after they were bitten off in the lab by right the, uh,
0: by the amphibious
1: yeah um mm. he he does something that, that to re injure them um, and he's got this gauze around it and and he starts uh, he's 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 on top of his wife. Um, and and uh, it, his hand starts bleeding, and and his wife is while he's still uh, having sex, he, his his wife is like, oh God, your 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 hand it's it's bleeding, stop. And and what it, he 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 doesn't pay her any attention. Right. It, it, he just uh, immediately like puts puts the bleeding hand that he doesn't even notice because he won't take time to listen to his wife because probably because it's a woman and he has no interest in what she's saying. He puts his hand. Uh, that's bleeding over her mouth, and and we can only assume that that he starts bleeding into her mouth, well, yeah.
0: which is just fucking gross. And 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 he also, it's kind of like a. I think it alludes to the fact that he has made passes uh, to and, and and made sexual advances toward um, uh, Eliza, also who yeah. who is uh, mute, and. So,
1: he does specifically say, uh, "I think I think he appreciates her muteness."
0: Yeah, and uh, and so that's a, a whole uh,
1: that that's scary issue to, there yeah. in itself.
0: And and but he he also wanted to put his wife in the role of Eliza in a sense to kind of, I guess. Vicariously experience. Eliza, oh shit, that's a you know? super so, good point. I didn't think yeah, of that. Yeah, dude. Yeah. he wanted to, He wanted her to be mute as well because he he was not able to advance upon Eliza the way that he had hoped, and so he just uh, fills that role with his wife and uh, and 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 doesn't give her an option or a choice in any of that. Yeah, pretty that's a, pretty that's creepy. a super good point.
1: And this was before, or this is after he. Um, he tells his wife that that he's 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 really thinking about uh, wanting to get a, a Cadillac, which he right. uh, eventually later on in the film he does to uh, improve his 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 self image, obviously his his masculinity, right? Uh, and and not only that, his his uh, his position in life to, to reaffirm people, I've got a fucking Cadillac, right? So so I'm up there, I'm living the high life. 'Cause I mean, you gotta imagine this is the nineteen sixties where where Cadillacs I mean they're they're still looked at as as a as a, a, a high society member. Right. It's um, uh, indicative of a certain class. Sure. Um but but back then, uh, Cadillac was probably the top of the line, whereas there there's yeah. multiple brands now that you can get that, that kind of signifies where you are
0: financially and um, Yeah, he, he felt the need to I think you know it can be said. There's a lot to be said for the fact that the things were kind of unraveling in his professional life, Yep. and so he had to start clamping down and and gripping tighter the things uh, that he could that, control. That he could in his personal life, like uh, showing his status uh, as a as a as a, uh, a successful man with a Cadillac, and right, and you know, uh, you know, kind of forcing his his own way up, up, upon his wife and. And you know that that's something that toxic masculinity kind of furthers, as you know those stereotypes and those ideas and uh, those roles. Uh, we see a lot of uh, gender roles and uh, stereotypes, and you know, kind of furthered in that way. And um, it just that there's there's a, a kind of a right wing. Set of politics or ideas that further that and yep. and kind of exacerbate all of that and, and there's there's homophobia invo- involved involved in misogyny and and then when
1: something goes wrong such as as the uh, the creature being uh, liberated from from the place and and General Hoyt totally just dresses him down uh, despite. He even says like I, I've delivered every single time before this. This mm. is this is my own one and only failure. Um, so so that that means that, that, that I get a second chance, right? And General yeah. Hoyt's just he doesn't have any of it. He's like a man has a decency to not fuck up. So you're supposed right. to do your job uh, right. Um, and, and, and it's never- about
0: yeah, it's about like uh, I don't care what you did for me yesterday. What can you do for me today? Right, That's gone. Yeah, Forget and, about that. Uh, and, what can I use you for
1: today? And that leads to, to Strickland going to the bathroom and, and yelling at himself. He, he he says, "You you deliver, you deliver. That's what you do, right? Right?" And it it, it, it it it's a really well acted scene by Michael Shannon. He he's he's a super good actor, but but you could just tell like he he was insecure with himself because he failed just one time and, and that's not supposed to happen.
0: Right, it's written all over him in this film and, and it's you know, it's not hard to see him and those ideas as well as kind of uh, the antagonist and the uh, more um, liberating or, or uh, you know, and, and inclusive ideas being um, kind of the uh, linked with the protagonists in the film right. who see themselves as outsiders
1: there, there's a there's a scene where uh, it eventually becomes useful in the in, in, in the liberation of the of the, the fishman um, that the that the employees uh, turn up this this camera and they, they use a, a stick to to, to turn up the, the camera so that they can take uh, extra smoke breaks. Do what you want. Steal as much time as you can, because they're stealing every every second you're at
0: work. They're stealing uh, from you. Yeah. There's uh, you know, there's a lot more labor and value that you produce than you receive. And uh, as leftists, I think uh, we know that, and that's what we're fighting against. Um, uh, moving forward, there are just a lot of general themes of, you know, inclusivity and. Um, um, Giles's character relating um, to the amphibious man in in a way because he feels as an outsider as well. As yeah, a, there's uh, there's a, a gay there... man in, in that time and and he doesn't feel he can really express himself.
1: And... Yeah, because there's a there's a, a specific scene where um, there, there's two scenes, but but specifically the the second one um, he's he's in the diner um, getting. Some pie.
0: Um, He he really likes the pie from this particular diner, and and this. Jesse, I I don't know. I I, it's kind of gross, right? Like the. According to Melissa, tries it, but he seems to like it. Yeah, or he goes there just maybe to see this person. Maybe
1: yeah he yeah he he did end up something. He
0: ends up there. Yeah, having some feelings
1: for the guy, which are ultimately uh, rejected, Um, and he is. thrown out
0: not like physically or anything um the, the, he refuses service to the, the the man at the diner refuses service to uh, an african-american couple right
1: yeah um and then kind of hypocritically um i don't know if, if del toro was was pointing at a at a hypocrisy of the of the south in the time but it, it, it's supposed to to emulate this um, southern feel by the by the diner man saying uh, y'all come back now you hear which is a which it, it's a traditional phrase down here in the south as a as a it's a customary uh, goodbye right
0: um, from from people um, who it's almost as if he was uh, placating them or something were um, yeah kind of uh... Maybe it was even yeah, it was sarcastic.
1: Yeah, even and, and so then he does that, and, and moments before that, um, Giles misinterprets um, Diner Guy's uh, signals, uh, thinks um, that, that maybe there, there's some interest there, and then Diner Guy totally freaks out and is like, whoa, no, you need to get the fuck out of here. And, yeah. and uh, so, yeah, that unfortunately, Giles just has a, has a problem with feeling like he don't belong as well. Right. And, uh, which is, which is it,
0: it's, it's a recurring theme in the whole movie. Certainly. Um, I would like to, uh, to actually quote Guillermo del Toro here um, on that note. Um, uh, Guillermo del Toro told NPR, quote, I feel that the world is turning into a vicious, really nasty place to live because we have enthroned cynicism instead of intelligence. Uh, and every time we talk about emotions, we do so very guardedly and with the fear of appearing disingenuous, end quote. And see, that is kind of where, when he's talking about being guarded about emotions and feelings, I think that's that has a lot to do with um, with Agent Strickland's character as well, because and, and that masculinity and that yeah nobody to wants to feel keep,
1: vulnerable yeah
0: and uh, so I think Del Toro you know obviously knew he was he was putting that in there and very wisely mm-hmm. and, and expertly did so um, to continue uh, what Del Toro told NPR quote uh, I wanted to make a completely honest, hard on the sleeve, non ironic melodrama in which we talk about falling in love with, quote unquote, the other, as opposed to fearing the other, um, which is what we face every day in news and politics and so forth, end quote. Uh, So that's obviously, he's he's expressing that he, you know, a lot of this is intentional. Again, we don't want to tell people what Exactly, the directors or writers were thinking, or anything, but or what to get out of this. But um, this is just a lot of what we got out of it, and and him saying that uh, some of this was in there intentionally. Um, just to uh, just to finish this this uh, these words from Del Toro out uh, quote I'm an immigrant. I feel these things acutely in one way or another, and it just so coincided that we are on the wrong side of history individually. But on the right side of history, for this still to come. End quote. Uh, so th- that that is uh, what Guillermo del Toro told NPR regarding uh, a lot of these elements in the film, and I think it's really important that he was, and really interesting and really great that he was aware of so much of what he was putting in to this film, and that it was it, he did it so expertly that it that it came across uh, very well, and that we've been able to spend an hour talking about it.
1: Yeah. We we didn't we, we weren't even even able to, to touch on uh, probably uh, our hero uh, the 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 Soviet spy. Yeah. Um, we uh, that.
0: And him being able to see. Um, a he f- under yeah he yeah. understood
1: the, the beauty of the of the creature and and uh, was was uh, a proponent of of keeping it alive. Um, um, I, I, I guess that's really all we'll, we'll touch on him. I mean that's yeah. I, that's pretty much a, a a given. Yeah. If you've seen Hofstetler. Yeah, Dr. Hofstetler. Yeah.
0: Comrade Hofstetler. Uh we uh unfortunately he uh he was he was killed yeah. but in the film. He, but he died. Uh, but he was in a tough position as well. Yeah. So and there's a lot of a lot you could delve into there. But uh Uh, Overall, I think it was a great film. Um, Yeah,
1: absolutely. I I really enjoyed it. I loved
0: it. it. And uh, I think that, uh, you know, a couple of things that I just thought were really, um, really made sense to me. um, I don't know if we touched on this, but at one point, um, Eliza says, I believe she's talking to Giles. Mm-hmm. And she says, uh, quote, when he looks at me, he does not know I am incomplete, end quote. And that's referring to this, uh, amphibious creature, fish, uh, being, and how she feels incomplete due to being mute, um, and Giles relates to that as well, um, with, with, like we said, feeling an outsider and, and, and those things, but I just, I thought that was a good line, and, uh. And it, I think, speaks uh, volumes about this film and absolutely and the characters in it. And 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 she does eventually find her voice. Uh, in in a black and white scene, it's really looks really great. Um, initially, I I heard that it was all going to be filmed in black and white. Oh, really? Uh, but the budget wouldn't allow it, or something wow. like that. But I uh, thought it was cheaper to make films in black I, and white. I don't know. I don't know. If anybody, if anybody, uh, has any knowledge of that, please email us at leftist film podcast at gmail.com good plug, uh, but uh let us know but uh if you know about that kind of th- that kind of thing um but yeah I, I think it was supposed to but i'm not sure uh, it may not any longer be maybe a specialty thing now right. so it's like because um, everything's like standard in color but um but i think it was a really good thing that uh that the one black and white scene and, and uh spoiler alert here uh the, the one black and white scene is where she did was able to find a voice and uh, and she was kind of like maybe realizing she was in love with this amphibious being the fish man yeah. at the same time and it helped her find her voice and, and, and I guess it was some sort of metaphor for that because
1: um, they go on to do some stuff
0: they do man they uh they they break down some some boundaries I guess that uh, and and they're it's really a lot of it's done pretty Boldly and fearlessly. It sure and, and is, as, uh, from the perspective of you know, the filmmakers. So, kudos, I, uh, good on them.
1: Uh, yeah, particularly I love the scene where uh, the, uh, the the fish man and the and and Eliza are obviously uh, getting busy, <laughs> for, for lack of a better term, in the bathroom where the they they, uh, they fill up the whole bathroom with water and then giles comes in um, and 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 opens the door and all the water comes comes rushing out mm. and and they're holding each other and and eliza just gives this uh, this this look of, of of like finally i i found something that right. that completes me and and she's a lot looked. of acceptance there yeah and it 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 was a beautiful scene as well right
0: and just to summarize um, you know These, these things, all of these elements drive, um, or just to wrap it up, I guess, all of these elements end up driving, um, Agent Strickland to not do anything with his hand, his fingers that are, you know, rotting off of his hand, um, and, uh, and, and he ends up working himself to death, quite literally, in this sense, and, um, and uh eventually though the uh the 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 fishman is is liberated mm-hmm. and uh, in in back in somewhat uh, their natural environment and Eliza uh finds a home there as well yeah it so was finds belonging so that's I that kind of feel bad bad Giles cuz cuz
1: he uh at first he he didn't want to do um do anything to liberate it because he was more focused on, uh, trying to get his job back, which he ultimately decided, uh, once the, the, the advertisement company finally turned him down for good, uh, he, 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 uh, decided to help Eliza and the fish man because, uh, Eliza was his only friend. So I did kind of feel bad for him, uh, at the end because he, he, he was kind of left alone in in that sense after still helping him. Right. Or uh, her
0: rather. Um, anyways, uh, I guess we'll wrap this up. Yeah, uh, I've enjoyed it. Uh, enjoyed the discussion. If you all have anything to say, uh, hit us up on Twitter at uh, Film Leftist, and uh, and let us know what your thoughts are, or uh, email us at uh, podcast at gmail Next week we will be talking about the film Get Out. Oh, that's going to be a uh, good one. Which There's going to be plenty to talk about there. Uh, If you have any films you'd like for us to talk about, email us, hit us up on Twitter. Um, But yeah, I I think that'll do it. Uh, Thanks everybody for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Uh, We're signing off. This is Mike. I'm Mitch. All right, in solidarity, folks. Uh, We appreciate you.